previously on Motherhood on Tap. We're talking about that really big hot topic of bullying. Back in 2014, the Centers for Disease Control and Department of Education released the first federal uniform definition of bullying for both research and surveillance purposes. The core elements of this definition include unwanted aggressive behavior, observed or perceived power imbalance, Mm. and repetition of behaviors or high likelihood of repetition. The current definition acknowledges two modes and four types. The two modes of bullying include direct, i.e. the bully occurs in the presence of the targeted person. Face-to-face, yes. Or indirect, which can include not directly communicating to the targeted person, which can either be spreading rumors, posting stuff online, different things like that. And in addition to these two modes, the four types of bullying include broad categories of physical, verbal, relational, and the last one is damage to property. tossing it to me now i'm tossing it to you lady so some of my stuff overlaps with you but not not a whole lot Mm -hmm. i am diving into several topics one how to identify if your child is being bullied i'm really really interested to hear about this and then how to identify if your child is being the bully that too and then how to handle either situation i found a lot of great information this first part of how to identify if they're being bullied or if they are the bully, I got from um, a website called bullying.gov. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is stompoutbullying.org and then also from Everyday Health. So as you mentioned, there's lots of different forms of bullying. There are some other warning signs, but bullying can be physical, like you said, verbal, emotional. They even have on here sexual. So if you have older teenagers or something, they could be bullied into sexting, other sexual favors because of the bullying. It can cross the lines into sexual assault or harassment or rape, heaven forbid. Yes. There's also bullying because someone's race. Cyberbullying, which we said we weren't going to discuss that so much. And then hazing. But some here are some signs that may point to a bullying problem with your child. Okay. Unexplainable injuries. So some bruises, some cuts, things like that, that they are kind of like, oh, I just ran into the door or something like that. Lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics, or jewelry. Mm -hmm. Frequent headaches or stomach aches, feeling sick or faking illness, which you mentioned. Yeah. Changes in eating habits, suddenly skipping meals or binge eating. Kids may come home from school hungry because they didn't eat their lunch because their lunch got taken away. Mm -hmm. Um, Difficulty sleeping or frequent nightmares, declining grades, loss of interest in schoolwork, or not wanting to go to school. Sudden loss of friends or avoidance of social situations feeling of helplessness or decreased self-esteem. And lastly, uh, self-destructive behaviors such as running away from home, harming themselves, or talking about suicide. Mm -hmm. Here are some other warning signs that another website gave. 
Uh, your child comes home with torn, damaged, or missing pieces of clothing, books, or other belongings. Has unexplained cuts, bruises, and scratches. Which, by the way, if my kid came home with um, cuts, bruises, and scratches, like, to the point where it's, like, that mm-hmm. severely noticeable. And I'm not judging any parent. I'm just saying for myself. I'm up at school. Like, okay, what happened here? I want to see the, first of all, I'd be like, I want to see the playground. Like, what you got out here? You got some, like, thorn bushes or something? Like, I want to explain this. Yeah, or, like, I ran to a door. Okay, what door? What door? I want to see what the door. What time of day? Who was there? Yeah. Um. Has few, if any, friends with whom he or she spends time with. Um, seems afraid of going to school. I know these are all very familiar, but as the previous list, but there's some in there too. Mm-hmm. Finds or makes up excuses as they why they can't go to school. Takes a long way out of uh, route when walking to or from school if they mm-hmm. walk to school. Um, lost interest in any schoolwork or suddenly poor uh, does poorly. Appears sad, moody, teary, or depressed when he or she comes home. Now, that one I found interesting. Yeah. Um, complains frequently about headaches, stomach aches, other ailments, trouble sleeping, a loss of appetite, and then appears anxious and suffers from low self-esteem. And then also here with the note, children with disabilities may be at higher risk of being bullied than other children. Yeah. And then... There's also another note that says, above signs are signs of bullying, but are also signs of other abuse as well. I was just going to say, a lot of these sound very similar to if you're experiencing any kind of abuse, whether it's from someone at school, a family member, things yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and most of these websites say bullying is sort of an abuse. Yeah, it really of, is. Of, and it could be like they're friends at first and then it becomes abusive in this way. Yeah. Um, if your child displays any of these signs, talk to them and talk with the school staff to learn more about what's going on. And I will say that the times that I've had issues, I reached out to the teacher and like I said, I'm not saying like little girls, but like she mm-hmm. was bickering with a couple of little girls earlier in the school year, like at the beginning of the school year. And I just reached out to her teacher and I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm only getting her side of the story. And they're six years old. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's only so much of the story I get. I said, can you keep an eye out? And so then we had teacher night and I went up to her and I said, thank you for following up with me. I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like overly protective. I said, she did have an incident when she was in kindergarten and I just want to make sure that it nothing gets escalated. Right. Or it doesn't get, you know, Mr. She's like, no, no. She said, if you hear anything, you see anything, you come to me. I'm yeah. totally fine. Like, she was that kind of teacher that wasn't like, oh, you cute mama, you know. She was like, no, you mm-hmm. tell me. Yeah. If Sabrina's having a problem, you tell me. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. glad we're on the same page here. Good. So I had, I mean, a lot of stuff is very similar. But one also that I want to kind of delve deep into is change in demeanor for kids that are being bullied. Yeah, I um, imagine. So a lot of people mostly just see the physical changes or maybe a drop in the school, which that's, you know, grades or sleep patterns and stuff. But here is their actual emotional behavior. Mostly parents observe this after their child after school, paying attention to whether or not they come home in a cheerful mood. Mm -hmm. And the psychologist that's in this article said, I really do think if you know your kids well, you read their facial expressions and you see what their demeanor is like. Are they having trouble going to sleep? Are they waking up in the night? Are they just not doing well overall? Their body language will tell you, mom, something is really wrong here. Yeah. So I wanted to read that for any of the moms or even dads out there that are listening to just, if something's just kind of like, eh, just talk to your kid, you know? 
you can say something like, you know, when I was little, kid, I had this one kid that just teased me a lot and it just made me feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And then you just start to open that door for them to come to you. It, it never hurts to reach out. Yeah. And then a shift in friends is another one that I thought was an addition. Um, it's normal for kids to have new friends from time to time, the psychologist says, but parents should watch out for signs that um, when their child has no friends, complaining mm-hmm. about eating lunch alone or remarking that friends they used to play with after school no longer want to come over. The doctor says uh, kids always have a new best friend every other day, but as long as they're saying they have best friends, you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. What you worry about is kids coming home saying nobody likes me. Bullies like to isolate their victims and cut them out of the pack, which gets me really kind of teary-eyed because Sabrina Mm -hmm. comes home a lot and says, no one will play with me at recess. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why? And she's like, oh, because the little girls, they want to do this and they want to do that. And that's not the kind of stuff I want to play with. And I'm like, I don't know what to do for her because it's like 30 minutes of just, she's like, I just walk around the track or something. And lately she has been talking playing with this other little girl and so she's telling me about her and she's like she's really nice and she's you know talking to me and she comes and walks with me and I'm like good I'm glad you Mm -hmm. found somebody and I've just been trying to encourage her but it breaks my heart it almost makes me want to be like gonna leave work next I'm gonna go into work 30 minutes early so I can come come run with you during recess or something like I don't want her to be alone because she's such a good kid okay so those are some overviews of if your child is being bullied so, if your child is the bully, so your kid may be, may be the bully, if they're starting to get into physical or verbal fights, have friends who bully others, like you've actually witnessed them bully mm-hmm. others, um, are increasingly aggressive with you, with yeah. you, the parent, get sent to the principal's office or to t- detention frequently, have unexplained extra money or new belongings, mm. blame others for their problems, don't accept responsibility for their actions, are competitive and worry about their reputation or popularity, which that is a little bit more older kids. But but there's also some physical signs. So one is also your child is having trouble sleeping if they're the bully. So a recent study of 341 children conducted by the University of Michigan found that children with sleep problems related to sleep-disordered breathing were more likely to display bullying tendencies or to have other conduct problems than children without sleep concerns. I wonder if that's the bullying leading to sleep issues or sleep issues. Well, this here, this here, this here, it's the, it's the, the sleep disorder causing the bullying issues. That makes sense to me. Um, So if your child is having sleep problems, go see your doctor or sleep specialist to see if you can, any way to correct the bullying behavior, if that could possibly it. Yeah, because I mean, when you're not well rested, you have a shorter fuse. You're you're more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. That, That totally makes sense to me. Um, your child has behavioral issues, so being hot-headed, impulsive, or easily frustrated are three common behaviors that could indicate that your child is a bully. Kids who are bullying generally become easily frustrated if they don't get their way, lack empathy for others, and have a history of discipline problems. So look for these underlying signs of bullying in your child's everyday at-home manner. Mm-hmm. Your child is obsessed with popularity, so I'm going to hit on this because of older kids out there. Yes. So... They're fixated on being popular, probably to the point of obsession, it says here, which underlies a lot of insecurities from the psychologist. They will often speak about being popular and how cool or great it is. 
The bullying may involve excluding children from groups or acting in a hostile way toward any child or group of children that is diff- is somehow different from them. And I feel like that's these are also cases where you see a lot of the like the rumor spreading and yes. the besmirching of reputations <laughs> and stuff like that. You're getting kind Bes- of bougie with your besmirching. You're getting kind of bougie with your vocabulary. So these two last two are are home related. So obviously, or I think it's kind of an obvious if there's violence in your in the home. Yes, ch- children are more likely to be bullies if they're seeing it. So because yeah. um, they learn that behavior, or and or that's just their outlet for dealing with what they are receiving. Yeah. So bullies were about four times more likely to have been hurt by someone in their family than were students who were neither bullies nor victims of bullying. So keep that in mind. Also, you don't have a good relationship with your child. And I don't mean that in in any sort of way, but it says, um, regardless of any of the other signs your child is exhibiting, sometimes the issue comes back to parenting. Um, Bad parenting can lead to bullying. And in the long run, good parenting can solve many of these problems. Um, Parents play a key role in whether their children, whether their child becomes a bully. Children are more likely to bully others if they feel their parents are frequently angry at them or if they feel they are a nuisance to their parents. Parents who have a good relationship and talk openly with their kids raise kids who are less likely to bully others. And I think that goes back to Mm self-esteem. It doesn't say that, but I think it does. Yeah. And to me, that also sounds like parents not teaching their kids about setting healthy boundaries. So, you know, to me, I think of the parents who come in and are like, Oh, yeah, you know, that's just boys being boys. Oh, or I, I want or your little buttercup needs to toughen up kind of thing. I'm like, mm. being a mom of three daughters now and being the girl that had things happen or said to her and mm-hmm. then listening to my mom rant and rave when someone told her boys would be boys. I have like profound respect for my mom, how she went to the school. Mm hmm. And, like, just went at the principal <laughs> about it and just was like, she, I mean, she, I, she wanted to pull me out and put me in a different school. And I was like, but it's my senior year. I want to finish. And she was just like, I just want to pull you out. You know, you're miserable. So Good on her. She was ahead of her time. Oh, like- she, well, I, let me, I was very well endowed. Mm-hmm. As I've mentioned many times, and I wore a tank top, but it was it wasn't even a tank top. It was like it was a sleeveless top. Mm-hmm. You could not see my bra. Mm-hmm. You could not see anything. Yes, it was very it was snug, yeah. but it was also a crew cut, so it wasn't a V neck. There was no cleavage. I got sent to the principal's office because I was dressed inappropriately. My mom comes up and she sees girls with shorty short shorts and shorty mm-hmm. short skirts, spaghetti strap tank tops. But they were not in the principal's I'm office. I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. This is... Ugh. And their reasoning was that because I was so well endowed, I needed to not exaggerate that characteristic. Oh, fuck them. And my mom, in her own way, said something similar to that and was like, you know, she's going to wear what she wants. It's, you know, April and it's hot. And if it's within the standard set yeah. by the I mean, my, I remember my mom saying, stand up, raise your arm. She's like, do you see her bra? Do you see anything? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. See and your she's bra, like, do you see your stomach? Do, do you, you see any of that? No. She's like, well, what about all those girls out there? And she just was like, Pow. she's like, I'm not trying to put them on the spot. But she's like, if my daughter's in here, they should be in here. Mm-hmm. You have to apply it evenly. Evenly. Across the, across just the because board. my daughter looks this way, she can't help. 
you know, like that's just the way she's made. And How so, dare you be well endowed? And I think that's why I have a lot of, I still, I mean, I'm 37 and I still have a lot of issues with looking at my body. I look at my body still with complete disgust. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's hard. And Which I, I hate to hear because you're gorgeous both inside mm, and out. I know. And it's one of those things that like you can't. I cringe every time someone says something like that to me. I'm like, mm. Pamela, you are hideous and I don't know why you leave the house. Is that better? No, that kind of hits to what I heard. No. <laughs> I'm trying to use humor to lighten the situation. It's not working. No, it's okay. But I'm just saying that it's very hard for me now after being body shamed for so long to just... You know, turn that off. I, I think the only time I didn't feel body shamed was when I was pregnant because, as I said, my body had a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's when people are, like, applauding you getting bigger and curvier and more more voluptuous. They're like, you're all belly. I'm like, like, you look fertile. Because it's a baby in there. That's why it's mm-hmm. all belly. So a couple of other key things with they might be a bully uh, that also stood out to me. So if your kid, if you, they have siblings and they're really aggressive towards their siblings. Yeah. They said to monitor your children and see how they're treating each other. Right. If they display aggression towards other siblings, it also likely that they're demonstrating aggression towards their peers. Um, I know we mentioned cyberbullying. I'm not going to go in-depth with it, but just mention if they're spending a lot of time online, just check that chat history. Yeah. Just, just check it, all. Just it, check it. It doesn't mean that, yet yeah, that they're all online bullying all the time. But, yeah, just be just, an engaged parent. There is just, just check. It doesn't hurt. And be transparent that you're going to check. Because, yeah. like you were saying, the bystander that comes in and stops it mm-hmm. stops the bullying. So what if you're the parent that's like, I'm going to check no matter what. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, shoot, I'm not going to I'm not going to jump in. My parents check this and mm-hmm. they'll punish me. And I mean, whatever it takes to deter behavior. Right. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get them to eventually grow a conscience. Yes. <laughs> it takes a while. So now moving on to how do you help your kid that is being bullied? Mm-hmm. So here are some good questions to talk to your kid to get them to open up. Mm-hmm. So let's start with this way. So, because if you go straight to your kid and say, hey, are you being bullied? They're not going to answer you. They're terrified. Yeah. They don't want that person getting in trouble and then coming back and retaliating. Yes. There's lots of different things. They don't want to get alienated even more. There's lots of different reasons. Mm -hmm. So, here I have um, some good, subtle questions. You can start off by saying, I heard a lot about bullying in the news. Does that go on at your school? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about you. Are there any kids at school who may be picking on you or bullying you? Now, that's a little more direct, but you can let them know that it's a concern. Yeah, it's almost I think it almost like when you're interrogating a suspect, you don't go lead in like, I think you did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you like lay the groundwork and make them feel comfortable. You're lying. Tell me where they are. Yeah. Um, and then you could say, are there any kids who tease you in a mean way? Or are, are there any kids at school who leave you out or exclude you on purpose? So those are kind of like leading questions. Right. I think of like, you know, if you notice that their friend groups are changing or they're just not around, be like, like what's hey, going on with you guys? Yeah, I noticed that you don't hang out with blah, blah, blah anymore. Can you t- tell me about that? Yeah. yeah. And then um, here's some other ones. Uh, some more subtle questions. Do you have any special friends at school this year? And then if they say yes and say, who are they? You know, mm-hmm. who do you hang out with? Who do, you, who do they hang out with? Who do you sit with at lunch? Or if they ride the yeah. bus, who do they sit with at the bus? So that that's one way to show for you to determine if they're being isolated or not. Yeah. Are there any kids at school who you really don't like? 
Mm-hmm. Or wh- and why don't you like them? Um, do they ever pick on you? Do they ever leave you out of things? And then one thing to remember is don't overreact. Assure mm-hmm. them that you love them. It's yeah. not their fault and you're going to get help. Yeah. If you, even if you're all for them, overreacting can be the thing that they're afraid of, of like, oh crap, someone's going to make a big deal about this. And then now I'm going to be getting it even worse or stuck in the middle or whatever happens to be. Yeah. Or it could be like with my kids, my kids are like, you yell over everything. So I try not to overreact because I don't want them to think I'm mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I'm just like, but so you have to kind of take a step back. Um, once, and then also reassure them that they can talk to you about anything. Yes. It's not going to make you mad. So from that moment on, once you get some of your concerns addressed by your kid, go talk with your kid's uh, school. Set up an appointment. We'll talk with their teachers. This article had like a progression. So you start with the teachers. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go there, you get to the principal, assistant principal, school counselors level. If that doesn't work, school board. Mm-hmm. You just progressively, like, start with the teachers. Because the teachers, they, they're they in the best position. They're in the classroom yeah. with the kids. They know what's going on with them and the other peers. They're seeing yeah. them on the day-to-day. Do they mention anything about reaching out to the parent of the bully? Or um, is that something that they, they recommend using the school to kind of be the in-between? Because I can see that being both good and bad, just depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's another another piece of advice is moving from the teacher to the principal to the parent. Mm-hmm. So first you start talking to the, the teachers, um, ask for help, looking out for the bullying behaviors. And then if the teacher isn't willing to get involved, then mm-hmm. move to the pr- school principal. Um, if the school principal is also like, everything's fine on our end, we don't know what you're talking about. Go to that child's parent, but it says caution to meet in a neutral location. Yes. Don't meet at one another's house. Don't meet at the school. Mm-hmm. Meet at a neutral location. Be diplomatic and not sound accusing. I was about to say, don't come in hot. <laughs> yeah, it says don't immediately put them on the defensive. You can start off by saying our kids are having problems. What can we do to help them get along better? Right. Because that's um, ultimately what you want at the end of the day. Yeah. And they also mentioned you can say that, you know, the most important thing to you is to keep your child healthy and safe. Yes. And I'm sure if you communicate that to one parent, that that parent is also going to say the same thing back. Like, well, of course I want mine healthy and safe. Because I'm trying to picture from the point of view, like if someone came to me and said, you know, I think someone, I think Daisy or Riley might be having some issues with my kid. And I then find out that like they think that they're being the bully, like. That would be so hard for me to hear. Yes. And I'm sure it would be my, my nature to like get defensive. But then it's like, okay, I need to take a step back. Go talk to them. Because, again, maybe it's not actually bullying and it's just a misunderstanding. But if it's still a misunderstanding, you can help. Yeah. But they're not coming to you just because, you know, everything is peachy keen and they're just making things up. It's, yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's important to be receptive. And it can also be like the kid's personality, too. Like yeah. me. I'm going to put it right now that I am a super introvert person. So I have a very small circle of really close friends. Mm -hmm. And I've been that way since I was a little girl. And I made one friend. Okay, good. I'm I'm friends with you. Oh, you want to go play with those people? Okay, that's fine. I'm over here coloring. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, my parents would try to introduce me to other kids and stuff so Mm -hmm. I could have more than one friend. Because they didn't understand how I was just, like, totally cool with this small little world I had. So, 
I was talking to Aurora's teachers because I kind of worry Aurora can be very aggressive. Um, like I said, her volume mm-hmm. is about 10 um, decimals louder than the rest of the world. And I worry that she might end up being a bully. Yeah. Not meaning to, but just I'm the boss and mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what to do and blah, blah, blah. But it turns out she's the exact same way as me. She, mm-hmm. They have to sit her in different places on, the, on their little carpet circle mm-hmm. throughout the day. Or she only has, like, these two little girls that she's friends with. They have been there since babies. Mm -hmm. And so she just wants to sit near them and talk to them and not make friends with anybody else. And so Mm -hmm. they have to kind of move her around. And she was talking to me about it. And she's like, I just want to sit near them. And I said, well, honey, you got to get to know everybody. And she's like, but I don't want to. I'm probably not the best parent for this. But I was (laughs) like, I know, honey. Mommy doesn't like to talk to a lot of people either. But I got to, It's a good life skill. I was like, we got to talk to people. It's just the way it is. And she's like, okay. And I was like, just be be nice. I Mm -hmm. said, let me put it this way. I said, you don't always have to like a person. But you can always be nice. Yeah. You, you don't have to become their best friend. Just be yeah. friendly. You can be, and so I was trying to explain it to her. And she's like, okay. So that's some stuff on hand, if your child is being bullied. One thing it also says, like I said, it mentioned going to the guidance counselor. I mean, a lot of times now, I know with Sabrina's school, they have the be a buddy, not a bully campaign at her mm. school. Um, her school counselor is really big on anti-bullying. Mm-hmm. They even have a, an award called a bucket filler, meaning uh-huh. you're a person who gives off positive feedback and vibes. You're a good friend. You fill someone's bucket. That's cool. And so Sabrina won it last year, like towards Aww. the end of the school year. So she got a little keychain and a little certificate. And it's like, I'm a bucket filler because she that always. Makes me happy. I know. And I'm just like, see, this is what my sweet pea. And I told her, I said, this is why you get tea sometimes because you're just, you're a good person. And some people want to be a good person. They just don't know how. I said, mm-hmm. so you just keep showing people how to be a good person. Yeah. Also, when dealing with a parent, a bully, you can you can move from teacher to principal, school administration, or even to that child's parent, but with caution. Mm-hmm. Now, they even said if you get to that point, some people can even pull their kid out of school. Yeah. If it gets to that point, because at the end of the day, what's important is your child's health and safety. Yeah, because I'm thinking if my child's at the point where either their physical safety is in jeopardy or their like mental mental or physical health is deteriorating, I'm not going to keep putting them back in that situation. No, no, I refuse. I'll be furious that it's them, the innocent party, having to make the change instead of whoever is causing it. But yeah, at the end of the day... You do what, whatever you have to for your kid. But to me, I still see it as I'm standing up for my kid. Oh, yeah. Same by here. By pulling him out and being like, hey, this is all toxic. Yeah. This is, and that's something where, you know, you'd sit down and have a conversation with your kid of like, because changing schools can be traumatic too. Yes. Like, would you feel better going down this route and trying a different environment instead of trying to go back to the same one over and over and over again and trying to make it better? Yeah. It's kind of like going to a toxic work environment. I know you were saying you didn't want to say those parallels to adulthood, but I mean, I have had a couple of, I've had a couple of toxic work environments where I literally cry. Thankfully I had a long commute so I could like touch up my makeup when I got there, but I would like sob in rush hour traffic in the morning get in the parking lot and I would sit in my car for like 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. one, fixing my makeup and then two, trying to figure out if I'm going to go in or puke or calling in sick. Sometimes I called in sick. 
that yeah. bad. I've had a job where on more than one occasion, I called Matt crying from the bathroom saying, sweetheart, I'm miserable. Can I please quit? And he's like, sorry, honey, I know you want to, but we literally can't afford to live if you don't have this job. <laughs> that being said, what to do if your child is the bully? Um, a lot of parents on this end tend to be in denial or feel that their kid, that others are being mean to their kids. Hmm. It, they make a note that it takes a courageous and open parent to realize that their kid has a problem and that they need help. But parents may think there is no problem that just teasing or that it's natural for children to fight with one another. Take all ac- accusations of bullying seriously. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, well, it's just a little note, you got to just like if you hear the B word, like take it seriously. Yeah. It may be natural to you. But in, like, the school's context, in the law's context, in society's context, it might be bullying. So mm-hmm. let's just just listen to it. So let's take it seriously. Don't treat bullying as a phase your child is going through. Gosh, mm-hmm. how many times do we hear things like that? Gosh. There are long-lasting effects on an aggressive child, sometimes even more than the other child who is being hurt. Mm-hmm. Bullies who grow up as adults with the same behavior can experience many serious problems later in life. Uh, So this doesn't mean that the child who is being bullied will not have long-lasting effects either, but through peer school and parents' assistance and possible therapy, the victim can have more positive outlook on their painful experience and move on, not letting it define who they are. Mm -hmm. Communication is key. Talk to your child to find out why he or she is bullying. Often children bully when they feel sad, angry, lonely, or insecure. And many times, major changes at home or school may bring it on these feelings. Mm-hmm. Teach empathy at yes. home. And I know some people who are like, I'm just not empathetic. Like, I don't get it. And I'm so glad to have, I, w- I will say that I'm not going to call it out, but I have one empathetic parent. Mm-hmm. And without that empathetic parent, I probably would not be who I am because they really taught me what empathy is. Yeah. Um, talk to your child about how it feels to be bullied. Because they might not understand that other end, Mm -hmm. like what it feels like being hurt that way. Um, Ask a teacher or school counselor if your child is facing any problems at school, if your child is struggling with a particular subject or has difficulty making friends. Ask them for advice on how you and your child can work through the problem. And then ask yourself if someone at home is bullying your child. Often kids who are who bully are mistreated themselves by a parent, family member, or another adult. So sometimes bullying is sort of systematic from Mm -hmm. some other type of abuse. I've read a couple where the bullying turns out a relative was either physically or sexually abusing them, Mm -hmm. and they took the bullying out on the other people just because they had to let the pain out. Yes. So a lot of times it's a deeper root than kids are just mean. So starting here, we're going to sit down and have a conversation with your child. Tell them that the school or other parents have reported their aggressive behavior, that you love them no no matter what, and that their behavior has to change, and that you support the school's punishment and will not tolerate this behavior. Mm -hmm. So I love you, but your behavior is awful. You're getting punished. That's that. Mm -hmm. Explain how bullying can cause pain to others. Let them know that name-calling, teasing, hitting, pushing, starting, or spreading rumors Cyberbullying and other forms of bullying are wrong and not acceptable behavior. Let your child know that you will help them to change the behavior and correct the situation. Ask them how they think the bullying could stop. What do they think has to change in order for them to change? Mm -hmm. I think that is really smart. 
Because you flip it on its head, mm-hmm. people would just kind of freeze like, wait, what? Say that again? <laughs> Depending on the age of the child, they may not know any better. So young children need to be told that hurting another child is not acceptable, mm-hmm. which is true. Like if you don't know, you don't know. After you've discussed this with your child, meet with their teacher, listens to the teacher's um, perspective without judgment. Let's all just try to stay as neutral as possible. I know it's mm-hmm. hard with our babies. Let the teacher know you are willing to work with the school to help stop your child from bullying. It's important to tell the teacher if there are any family problems that you might be experiencing. Additional counseling may be needed for your child. It will help them learn to behave differently, accept responsibility for their actions, teach them how to develop guilt, as well as learn how to form cohesive relationships. And then also through behavior modification and cognitive behavior therapy and other circumstances, that may be affecting your child's behavior, they can work towards raising a kinder, more empathetic child. And just think of it from a practical point of view. All of this stuff, the earlier you address it, the better and easier and easier time you'll have with a better outcome. But the longer that you kind of sit in denial of it and allow it to go on and on and on unchecked, the worse it's going to get down the line. Yeah. And so with all of this therapy mumbo jumbo, big words that I just said, it boils down to teaching your child these things, improving communication with others, teaching kids how to cope with any fear, because sometimes bullying comes from fear. Yeah. Um, How to confront and challenge destructive thoughts, improve your self-esteem, identify positive coping mechanisms. I mean, we did an episode on self-care, but kids need to know how to self-care too, self-soothe, all of that. And then lastly, change negative thoughts. And then uh, this also brings home that if your child is not empathetic, how can we um, possibly expect them to care about others and their feelings? And schools should partner in teaching empathy to students as well. So that's part of the Be a Buddy, Not a Bully campaign Mm -hmm. at my daughter's school, as well as the bucket filler and things like that. Teaching empathy. I don't think it's, you know weak. I don't think it's frou-frou. I know Mm -hmm. so many people that think it might be. I probably have some family and friends that are going to listen to this and roll their eyes, and that's fine. Do that. I don't care. I just know what I went through, and I want my daughters to be strong and to stand up for themselves, but also be that bystander that's like, you're not doing, that's not right. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about this young man. Um, This is pretty recent, and his story just really just broke my heart. His name was uh, Channing Smith, and he was from a little small town in Manchester, Tennessee, and he was 16 years old, and he, um, he committed suicide because he, some people got a hold, I don't know how, I don't know the whole story. I've never read the full story just because most of it just kind of makes me want to puke. But one thing he didn't know, one thing he didn't tell his family was that he was bisexual or mm-hmm. he had he had bisexual feelings. Right. Um, he didn't know how he was in a small rural uh, Tennessee town that that was a no, no. Mm-hmm. But apparently he had been texting another boy who in turn, I don't know if he gave those messages to somebody else. But they put them online to Mm. humiliate and embarrass him. Oh, my gosh. So on the night of September 22nd, he was calling some people um, frantically about the conversations with the boys had been posted to Instagram and Snapchat. Um, Before the messages were leaked, he had not been 
um, open about his sexuality. Not only were they just embarrassing him by putting his personal conversations out there, they were essentially outing him. Yes, and these were graphic texts in nature. There was no room for him to be able to label them as a misunderstanding. And these mm-hmm. are quotes from his older brother. And his older, I mean, his bro- older brother's taking his defense, but he's right. just explaining that these were not the kind of texts that you're like, oh, I'm just messing around. It was, it was clear what the intent was. and um, So around 4 a.m. on September 23rd, his father checked in on him because he saw the lights were still on his room. And instead of finding him asleep, they found him dead. So he, the, and it doesn't say, and this is a Washington Post article. It doesn't say all of it. I'm not going to get into all of it. But one thing I saw in a news story on TV was he did have a girlfriend. And uh-huh. his girlfriend just said, I knew. He told me. I knew. And I didn't care. You know, like she was which totally. Good, good on her. Good on her. And he was, the one reason why he also committed suicide was that he was not open with it. He was not open with his family with it. And he was very concerned about how his family would be, would take it. Mm -hmm. And the most heartbreaking thing is hearing his brother, and I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm just one of those people that I will cry. This is a strict quote from his older brother. Uh, My brother committed suicide because of the actions of two kids that he trusted that turned Uh, personal screenshot messages over to social media in a deliberate attempt to assassinate his character. Being gay shouldn't be a death sentence. Sorry. Um, Nobody deserves to die as they are figuring out their way through this complex journey called life. Um, And then I also saw that his brother was being interviewed in a separate news story, and he was saying that, you know, it's it's late to say it now, but he said that his parents are distraught because they wish that he had just talked to them because yeah. they wouldn't have thrown him out. They yeah. wouldn't have shunned him. They yeah. wouldn't have been ashamed. But there's just so much fear when you are there was still a lot, in the closet. Yeah, there's a lot of fear and being in a very small town. Her, His mother did put on here, um, he was being, and, and then if you think it was just a one-time incident, it wasn't. He had been bullied um, at his high school even before the messages went public because he occasionally talked in a girly voice and walked with sass. That's a quote from some of the people at school. That's probably just interpretation. Um, His mother says, just because you think it's cute or funny to make somebody embarrassed or humiliate them think again. Because if somebody would have realized that, my son would not be dead. That's that's what I always think of when people post stuff online because, I mean... I don't excuse these situations, but at least I, I think I better understand them. Like, if someone breaks up with you and you post, like, embarrassing stuff about your ex or whatever to get back at them. Yeah. That's still bullying. Yeah. But I understand the emotion behind it. I don't understand why do you get your jollies from... Humiliating p- From knowing another, that you're yeah. going to humiliate and torment somebody. And make possibly make their own personal relationships like with their family or something even harder what are you trying to accomplish but i think that's that lack of empathy that they're not taught that Mm -hmm. they don't understand or again being a part of groups where like you get reinforcement and praise for finding really scandalous stuff about other people right and you don't but like me and you are like what do you get off of that yeah but that's us empathizing with people yeah. who are in this hurting. What are you getting that's so great or so important that it's worth doing this to somebody? And I doubt that they are feeling that way now. 
The biggest thing right now is that Tennessee doesn't have, they haven't pressed any charges against the, the two people that released the messages as of right now. Um, the biggest thing is the current district attorney for the county has um, come under fire after he's made some comments about how he didn't recognize homosexual marriage and would not prosecute same-sex domestic violence cases. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, his brother said that he was told by the lead investigator he was pushing to have the kids charged criminally, but the DA's office has decided that they did not want to pursue it. However, their statement, um, the DA's statement, was disputing that claims, noting that no charging decisions have been made because an inquiry was still outgoing. This just um, hits home. If you, I'm not going to go into full details on it, but if you want, there is a Facebook page called Justice for Channing. Mm -hmm. I think it's also on Instagram as well. And, yeah, I mean... One thing his brother said is that kind of just, again, gets me at my heart. Um, action is going to be taken. We don't get Channing back. That's done. Can't go backward. But we can use this incident to create change moving forward. Yes. Ugh. And I'm sitting here, I'm actively sitting here trying to think <sighs> what... I'm tearing. These, Sorry, guys. ...what these other kids should be charged with. Because I, yeah, I don't think it should be like manslaughter or anything like that should there be some sort of harassment yes but there's invasion of privacy something because bottom line what they did is not okay it's not okay and it led to very grave things happening i do know in north carolina we have what is called the revenge porn porn law uh-huh where if you sext or you have a video made, like some sort or of nude sexual, pictures new pictures, yeah. any sort of sexual encounter or new pictures, anything like that, and you break up with that person. And that person uses that and tries to like post them online or sell them or do anything mm-hmm. like that. You can bring charges as, and apparently that's yeah. a new thing called revenge porn. I'm like, oh my God, what more can you? A part of me is sitting here going, I'm glad I've been married for a really long time because I don't know if I could date ever again right (laughs) just like but yeah why would you do that and i'm glad that they have that because yeah there are assholes everywhere so i feel like why can't we have something in a similar way in this instance yeah it's it's the information and electronic equivalent of stealing all someone's clothes in the locker room and then throwing them out in the hallway like in front of everybody humiliation yeah yeah Thankfully, the article doesn't mention who they were, because I don't want to put them on blast, but... But I hope they learn from this situation. I hope. Dear like God, I said, I, nothing else. I have um, this Washington Post, and oh my God, he has this this boy, he, he's, I'm sorry, I know he's 16, but he was a little, he's a little boy to me. He just has the sweetest smile, mm-hmm. and it just I, makes my heart just break that he's just this, that people did that to him. So, I doubt that there are any kids or teenagers listening to this but if you are it's you can always talk to people there's there's nothing that is worth taking your own life over don't let the fear of what someone else's reaction will be yes make feel like you have to make that choice and parents just you can never tell your kids enough you'll love them no matter what and then Follow through on that. Yes. Love them unconditionally. One pact I did make with Mark was when we said we were having kids, we were not going to shun them, throw them out no under any circumstance. Nope. And we included 
their sexuality is one of them. All right. So, All right. any closing thoughts on this? I was so exhausted after doing all this research <sighs> just because it was so sad. It's tough stuff, but it's important stuff. And, and I'm glad we did this. Yeah. And hopefully my, my prayer is that none of our kids and none of you listening, none of your kids will be bullied or be the bully themselves, but will be active bystanders who will help make it a safer and more welcoming place for everyone else. Yes, and the stopbullying.gov has a lot of good resources on how to be the positive bystander to jump in or any of those. Another thought I have is I hope that so many more people are talking about it now. It's kind of like the Me Too movement where Uh the more we talk about it, the more the winds of change happen. Yes. And I feel like it will be. So, Pamela will have all the different resources posted that we mentioned in this episode. I do my best. Yes. So, if you need resources, if you have concerns about your child, please, 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 please reach out to these resources. There, There is so much help available these days, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through it alone. No. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs> which we will probably, we will, we hope we will have a more positive topic. Yes. Yes. We love you. Yeah. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.